Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anyway, I was saying the life of God is resident within you. And you know, remember when Josh come up and prayed for, for John? God's heart is moving on everybody to pray. God wants to pray. He wants us to pray his heart. He wants us to pray his heart. So when he was moving on Josh or he's moving on Patty, they're crying out on behalf of God. That's God's heart crying out. So when we get all get involved, we're all crying out God's heart. And there's much more, much more in a corporate anointing in prayer and worship and whatever. There was just a corporate anointing when, when you got everybody in here pulling on the same thing to bring a manifestation of his will. Amen. Amen. That's what we're after. We're after a roar. <laughs> we're, we, had, we got a roar this morning. Anyway, the life of God is in you. It's in you, and he wants to express it out of you. My husband used to say, um, is everything okay? And I said, yeah, well, let your face know it. He let your face know it. He used to say that to me. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Well, then let your face know it. He, he always liked the way I smiled. So he says, let your face know it. And I go, okay, okay, I'll do that, you know. Anyway, so that's that, that expression that we have, because we have life on the inside of us, express, we express that life to people, and they want that same thing. They want what life you've got. They sense it different. They sense it different. Amen? It's not, there's a lot of ways that we can express Jesus, and that's one way. Amen? One way. Okay. Uh, just a couple more notes, side notes. If, if there's anything you need, text me. I'm not sure I'll eventually get it. Uh, I don't know how good the reception is way up there in Glacier where there's nothing. But anyway, uh, so um, just please, please do. I, I will be in some bigger places, bigger towns later, or maybe it's good reception. Who knows? Anyway, so just please let me know if there's anything going on. And I want to share something else that the Lord showed me. I don't think it was Wednesday night, but remember I used to talk about the wall and the wall of resistance to what God's trying to do in this nation. Did you see the sign today? It's a new day, a new nation. Anyway, um, you know, I used to talk about that wall of resistance. And I think there's a lot of things that are going to change personally with people. A lot of things are going to change nationally. A lot of things are going to change locally when everything shifts, you know, Everything shifts. And so something that I heard recently in intercession and prayer was the house of cards. I just heard that word, house of cards. Back to the wall. The wall, you know, was a, and, and you start, we started interceding against the wall. The, recently, the wall is just shattered. Like, you know, if you dropped a mirror, that means there's very little resistance to it anymore, even though it's still standing. But one little thing out of that wall will cause the whole thing to crumble. Well, in prayer, then the Lord, and I'm talking about our nation, and and then in prayer, the Lord showed me a house of cards. How many of you know what a house of cards is? You know where you you make a house with cards, you stack them just right, and and so, and we were praying for the nation. It was a house of cards. So again, I was coming against that and commanding that house of cards to come down. One card will cause the whole thing to crumble. That's where we're at with our nation. So, so we're gonna we're gonna stand firm. We're gonna hold fast, and we're gonna continue to speak the truth and command 
the corruption to be exposed, the lies to be exposed, the truth to come forth, and the nation to fall in line with God's steps for it. Amen? Amen. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. All right, um, I think that's it. Oh, one more thing about the, the building. I have been pursuing uh, doing something with the building um, because I know there's people that have trouble with steps. I know that there's people that aren't coming because of the steps. And so um, um, there was a name of a guy that I had gotten hold of, and he lives in Cedar Rapids now. He did live here. And he came over here yesterday, him and his wife. They, he, he was coming to meet another couple for lunch, but he is he is working on the new hospital, and then he knew a guy in Ames that's working on the McFarland, one one or the other. But anyway, they they came to uh, he came to look at the building, and he charges you know like one hundred and twenty five dollars an hour, and um, so I said, well, you know, after we got done, I said, how much do I owe you? I'm not charging you anything. He said, and he's going to do calling and try to try to connect, but um, his idea um, is similar to the one that I had about building another building that way, on ground level. And then people, bathrooms there, people be in, this would still stay, this would stand as something else at that time. And so that was his, but he was, he was also talking about, and I know this, the lumber is very expensive right now. The lumber is very high. And steel, he said, is very high as well. So um, we'll see what the Lord wants to do. I'm not going to speak anything out that we can't do it or we're not doing it. I'm just going to, I keep doing what I know to do, what I comes before me, I check it out and do it. And then we pray and we ask the Lord to reveal his steps. First, one, two, three, four. And I have been pursuing this land over here. And the guy that was here yesterday knows the guy, the superintendent over here. So I will probably try to do something with that before I go, at least make a contact with that guy. He says he's really nice. So there you go. <laughs> Anyway, so so I just wanted to give you a little quick update. We are, I am trying to pursue, uh, trying to do something different with everything. But he mentioned that that would probably be the best way to go. If we built on here, we're still dealing with steps. We're still trying to get people in the building. That way, it's flat. It's Everybody can come in easy. Okay? All right. So why don't we turn to John 1-4. And I know we're not at capacity here, but I know there are a lot of churches that will build uh, with fewer people than we have. You know, Dick and I bought this building with just two people. Two people. We bought this building, but we believed it was the Lord. And at the time, and the Lord, um, uh, the price was cut in half when we bought the building. So... um, so, see, God's interested in meeting our need, and I believe this is the place he wants to do it. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll step it up. I'm willing. I'm willing. Anyway, um, we did uh, uh, buy this building for a very good price with only two people. So a lot of churches a lot of churches will build. I'm thinking of one in Dubuque, and that's kind of their M.O. When the church gets to, a, I don't know what capacity, they already they start looking uh, to build the next section on and build it bigger because people have a tendency if you if you feel like you're full you don't necessarily want to bring somebody because how do you 
fit anybody else in the church, you know? And so it's it's an interesting concept of things and how to do it. But, you know, and Dick and I, we did it with just two people. And uh, God was good. Amen? So John 1, 4, please. Mm-hmm. Children, we go quietly. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, you children, I want you to pray for the building, please. That's why. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Pray for the building. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jeff, for that. <laughs> well, we talked a little bit about... Um, I was going to go over quite a bit from last week, but I don't know that we'll necessarily have time. I wanted to fan the flame, the fire on the inside of us, and we talked about worship last week. And the other log that I wanted to talk about today was, was uh, I was trying to go slide right into it, in, is, is the Word of God. The Word of God fans that flame on the inside of us. Amen? So basically, John 1, 4, we started there quite a while back about, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. And that word light there is the same as fire, was the fire. And so when you accept Jesus as the Lord, most of you know this, you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things passed away. New things have come. And then um, verse 5 here it says, of First John, or John 1, 4, verse 5 then says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. So our lights shine. Remember, we talked about that last week. Our lights shine in the darkness. I mean, in the darkness. And, and we, we repel the darkness. We come into a room, we repel the darkness. And people can tell visibly there's something different about you. Sometimes they'll just stick their tongue out at you. That's true. That is true. Sometimes they'll make a funny face at you. Have you ever had that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've been just standing on the corner uptown. Car drove by, and they they stuck their tongue out at me. And I'm going, I'm not doing it. I'm just standing here on the corner, you know. But but see, they don't. The the darkness doesn't like the presence of the light. It doesn't like it. So people will do odd things that they, they basically will try to get out of the room as fast as they can because they don't like the light. Amen. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> anyway, so so then the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit leads us to Jesus, and then Jesus leads us to the Holy Spirit. Okay, so so um, and I, I can give you all these scripture verses, but if I do that, we won't get past page one. <laughs> and so we want to get onto the word. Um, and, and basically it talks about you being cleansed and you're, you're set free. And we continue to talk about that. And first John, you know, every time you mess up, you, you get cleansed by the, by accepting Jesus as Lord, you're freed up, you're cleansed. And so then we mess up, we sin. So then we have to get forgiven and cleansed again. That's where first John one nine comes in. I remembered <laughs> first John one nine. And so we get ourselves cleaned up. You know, if you take a headlight of a car, the headlight will come on and it will be bright. But if it needs to have that film washed off it, Bowen knows what I'm talking about, have to have that film washed off of it. It still lights up, but the film, let's say the film represents sin. It's not as bright as it could be, right? And so that's why we want to be as bright as we can for the Lord. <clears throat> so um, 
Let's see, Second Timothy then. That, that was the scripture verse that we used last week. And I had this really neat demonstration with the candle, but we'll pass on that, folks. <laughs> it's it's um, just talking about the light again. Okay, Second Timothy 1.6 it is. 1.6. Mm-hmm. Where <clears throat> Paul's talking to Timothy. For this reason, I remind you, Timothy, to kindle afresh the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands, to stir up, stir up the gift, stir up the gift on the inside of you, stir up that gift. Uh, and that gift is, is to be enthusiastic, fervent, passionate, do something wholehearted, zealous. When you stir up, stir up, stir up, you become zealous for the things of God. Amen. Zealous, zealous. You know, and the Lord gave me this example too. And I used to be more like this. I, I really liked football. I wanted to be a, a quarterback. You've heard me say that before. <laughs> a football quarterback. I really did like. And I knew a lot of the quarterbacks in the day when I watched football a lot. And some of the running backs I followed out of college into NFL. And I, I like Donnie Anderson. I'm, I'm sure you guys don't remember Donnie Anderson. But anyway, here's a running back, I think. Anyway, um, so, so you know when I would watch football, how many of you watch football and you're so zealous that your team is behind and you're jumping up and down when they get a score and you're zealous? You're zealous. That's the kind of zeal we need to have in the spirit realm. Spirit, Our spirit should be zealous after those things. I'm not saying you can't have zeal if your team is behind and they get a, get a breakthrough, but just get your zeal in the things of the spirit at the same time, okay? Have a balance. Don't have more zeal in the flesh than you do in your spirit, okay? Get a balance in that. And so your zeal, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice to fan that flame. You have to make a choice to worship. That's what we talked about last week. You have to make a choice to read your word. You have to make a choice to pray. You have to make a choice. All of it's by choice. You know, I, I've said so many times, are you going to choose life or are you going to choose death? Are you going to live for God or are you going to live for the devil? Are you going to go to heaven or are you going to go to hell? If you know of sin in your life right now, get rid of it because it's going to take you to hell. How many times do I say that? Almost, not quite every Sunday, but close. That's because God is after a church that is purged, clean, fresh, hungry, ready to serve him. Nothing Nothing holding them back. Nothing holding you back. Nothing that the devil... See, when we got all these little barbs on us of sin or wrong thinking or whatever barbs you want to line up, you got all these barbs on, the devil knows exactly what one to hook onto and yank you out of serving God. I see it all the time. He knows which one to pull on. That's why we have to, we have to get busy in worship. We have to read our word. We have to fall in love with him. I don't care if you, you fell in love with him 30 years ago. It's a brand new, every day is a brand new time to fall in love with him and serve him from a whole heart, a whole heart. Amen. Amen. Okay. So you can choose, you can choose that. Make your, and that's where I was going to do the candle. You can choose to make your fire hotter. Or you can choose to let it go out. You can choose to just have your fire capped a little bit. So you've got a little bit of glow going on. 
but not a lot. That way nobody's going to bug me. If I got just a little bit of glow going on, then they'll just leave me alone and I won't have to do something in the church. You know what I'm saying? Or I won't have to talk about Jesus if I got just a little bit of glow going. And see, we, we can do that. It says not to put a bushel over our head, doesn't it? And the word of God says not to put a bushel over our head, but we're to keep it off of our head so our light can shine and so that people can see our good works and give glory to him. Amen. Amen. So we can, there's all kinds of ways we put the bushels on our head and, and, and we just need to stop doing that. Because God wants to serve us. God wants us to live live for him. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Graduation today. I understand. I understand. Okay? So God wants us to live for him. So our worship should be real worship from the heart. Amen? Real worship from the heart. We worship from the heart. You've heard me say that before. And, um, and, and, and it's intimate. The worship is intimate. It should be between you and him. He he is somebody. He is alive. He is real. Amen? He is somebody to worship. He's somebody to talk to. He's somebody to live for. He's somebody to serve. He's real. Amen? He's real. Amen? So we have an intimate relationship, and you can do that worship anywhere. You can do it anywhere. You can serve, worship God anywhere, in your car, doing dishes, in the shower, you can worship God. Just sing at the top of your lungs. doesn't make any difference. Here you can do that too. You can sing here at the top of your lungs. doesn't make any difference. If you ever heard Dick sing? Anyway, we'll just leave him out of it. But anyway, he, had a, he, had, he loved to worship. He doesn't always have the right tune, but he loved to worship. So, so it's, express your heart. <clears throat> express your heart. Okay, so, um, and you can have all kinds of good music. You can get music going to start you in that. You can, you can, um, uh, worship that way, but you don't have to have music. You can have your own special time between you and Him. Amen? Amen. Special time. Um, okay, so let's look at Psalms 22 3, so you understand that. And we may just get over this part again. Let's see. I do really want to get Psalms 22.3. I know what Ozzy's sharing a little bit about what he's sharing next week. It'll be really good. I I encourage you to come and and listen and hear what the Lord's going to say through Ozzy. But it it will be good. I know it will be good. Psalms 22.3 talks about, Yet thou art... Holy, O thou who art enthroned upon the praises of Israel. So God, that word enthroned means inhabits. God inhabits your praises. So if you're off by yourself and everything looks bleak and it doesn't look good, just sit down and worship. Worship. No, 22-3. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just sit and worship. Sit and worship him. Worship him. And in, in the Old Testament, remember, it talks about the priest couldn't stand. It talks that, that, that there it was like it was a, well, the definition is, let me get that definition. Something heavy or weighty 
is the definition for that word glory where the priest couldn't stand. And so we can still experience that today. I don't know that I clarified that real well last, last week, but we can still experience that. And I notice it more on Wednesday nights when we, when we're worshiping, his presence will come in and it's just like a brick sat down on your head, just, and you don't even, you don't want to breathe. You don't want to breathe because you think he's going to leave. Oh, that rhymed. Anyway, you know, but that, that weighty, that's what they experienced in the Old Testament because they had no other way to experience his glory. Amen. Amen. They had no other way. And so, so now we have a different way we can experience. And that I talked about that, that the New Testament, uh, glory, that word means discernment, judgment, splendor. He's hovering. He comes in and hovers. Remember, I explained that to you sometimes that's, and in that you'll, you'll see he'll come in and he'll open people's minds to, uh, receive truth. Uh, and I shared with you how I was convicted when I was in worship. I couldn't even worship because I was in an area of sin. I had not forgiven somebody. Remember, I shared that with you last week. So he'll, he'll bring that to you in worship. And that's why I tell you sometimes, when you spend time worshiping, when you spend time reading your word, when you spend time praying in the spirit and fasting, all those areas, God will talk to you about where you're missing it, whether it's sin or whatever it is. He'll talk to you about that because see, he wants you out of it faster than you do. So he'll talk to you if you're paying attention. That's how I heard that in worship. So you spend time with him. He'll reveal to you and see the more, the more we are, he reveals to us that we need to get rid of then we can get rid of it. It's gone. The more of God can flow into that area. You understand? The more the Holy Spirit will flow into those areas that occupy. And you're, you're, you will change. Character will change. All of a sudden you realize, oh, I handled that situation different. I used to blow up at that person. And here I was patient with them. You know what I mean? It's those things. When you take time to do that, that he'll come in and change your character. He'll come in and change your mouth. He'll change the words you speak. That's why when I told you when I was born again, I mean, I could cuss real good and I could throw things real well. He comes in and changes your mouth so you don't speak and cuss and swear. He will do that. He'll come in and change your attitude about people. Amen. Anyway, the priest couldn't stand to minister in the Old Testament. It was just so weighty, but we can still experience that in prayer. And I'm not saying that wouldn't happen on a Sunday morning at all. Now, the, the glory, the presence of the Lord, the glory, it, it, you can see it as a cloud or you may not. You can see it when I'm ministering, when I see something with people, sometimes I just see a darkness over there, over them like this, a darkness. And I'll go minister to them and deal with it. Sometimes I just see like last Sunday, there wasn't any one thing that I picked up for anybody, but I could see the presence moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And see, when he comes in like that, he's looking to find the needs of the people. He's looking, looking for the needs of the people because he wants to meet those needs. Now he may meet the needs right there where you're standing. <clears throat> right there where you're, where you're worshiping, right there where you're hearing the word. Have you ever heard the word and all of a sudden you hear something about an answer about a situation you came in with and you were, you've been praying about and asking the Lord? Well, maybe I didn't say anything about that particular situation and maybe I do, 
Either way, that's the Holy Spirit that's prompting. And if he talks to you about a situation I never say anything about, that's because he's prompting you with a scripture verse to set you free from that or show you what to do in the midst of it. He is such, he is so good. He's come in to meet our needs. That, 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 all that happens in a service. All of that happens in the service. And like I said, it can be come, it can come in as a cloud. It can come in as a just seeing, you may not see it. I may see it. I may not see it. But it, it, it just comes in and moves and, and wants to meet the needs of the people. Amen? That's part of that. Um, you can still experience that, that, that weighty thing today. And I'm not saying we can't experience that in a service. I've experienced it more probably on Wednesday night in prayer. And then also you can um, experience the other, um, uh, other <clears throat> when the Holy Spirit comes in to meet the needs of people. Amen? Amen. Okay, so that's what that word glory means in the New Testament. Discernment, judgment, splendor, hovering above. Um, And then the presence of the Holy Spirit begins to discern or judge the needs to be met in people. And then he begins to meet those. Now he may, like I said, he may use me to minister healing if that's what the need is he may use me to give a word of encouragement um he may just talk to you outright without me saying anything does that understand that Mm -hmm. yeah okay so uh when you're in the presence of the lord and you exit out of that presence you know everything is okay he'll leave you with a peace You don't necessarily understand everything that happened in the midst of that presence, but you know everything is okay. He's going to take care of everything. Amen? Amen. So the the second second log to throw on your flame is the, the word of God. Let's look at Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23, 29. And again, I went over that other pretty quick, pretty fast. Um, if you got any questions, let me know. Or anything, scripture verse you want to know, let me know that too. See that the word of the Lord, the word of the Lord here, the word of the Lord can come and God's talking to you in the presence, in his presence. The word can be he can share something with you in a dream or he can share something with you. Like like when Richard was leaving, um, he just said to me and I was back there in the office, he said, everything will be okay." And I knew it was him talking to me. I knew it was him. And so, you know, those three little everything is going to be okay. Anyway, that line, (laughs) those words have ministered to me over and over and over. And so those things like that, when you get into his presence and you talk to him and he gives you a, a word that lines up with his word or he gives you a song that lines up with his word or he gives you a, 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 a scripture verse to look up or um, he just ministers to you a, in a dream or an open vision, you see something, those things will stay with you in the midst of, a, in the, midst of the trial that you're walking through. I'm sure you've all experienced that. 
But those things will stay with you and they'll help you stand firm against the schemes and tactics of the enemy. They'll help you not doubt in the midst of the storm and, and you'll be able to walk on the water. He'll help you not doubt. Amen. He'll help you stand firm because he told you that. That's why in Habakkuk it says to record the vision even though it tarries, wait for it. He says to record it, write it down so that we can go back over those things he said to us and and not get discouraged or dismayed. The promises that he said, he's still speaking today. He's still giving you promises. They'll always line up with the word, but he's still talking to you and he'll make it personal. He'll make it personal like he did with me, with Richard. He'll make it personal. So I stand on that. I stand on what he said. Amen? Amen. I stand on that. Okay, so Jeremiah. We didn't do that yet, did we? 23.29. 23.29. Is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer which shatters a rock? The word of God is like a hammer that shatters the rock. Shatters the hardness of the heart. Amen? Amen. The word of God shatters and it's like a fire. It's like a fire. Amen. The word of God is correlating that to a fire. It's not my word like fire. Amen. Okay. So it's, uh, we're going to look at that. We're going to look at that. Well, let's look at Luke 24 first. Luke 24, 15. And this is, this is, uh, one of the situations when, when, and I'm going to read the whole thing. Uh, I think it's it's really good as I was reading through this myself. Um, starting with verse 15, we'll go clear through 32. And it came about that while they were they were conversing and discussing, Jesus himself approached. Now they didn't know it was Jesus and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, what are these words that you are exchanging with one another? As you are walking, and they stood still, looking sad. And one of them, named Cleopas, Cleopas, answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem, and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him up out up to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he was, that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us when, when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. And some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the woman also had said. But him they did not see. And he said to them, O foolish men and soul of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself and all the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he, he would go further, farther. And they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. And he went in to stay with them. And it came about that, that when he had reclined at the table with them, and he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them, and their eyes were opened. 
and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. Verse 32, and they said to one another, were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? His heart, their heart was burning. Jesus was speaking, and he's still speaking today in his word of God. And it caused a burning, a fire. It causes the fire in the inside of us to get hotter and hotter when we hear his word, when we hear his truth. Amen? I thought that was such a good example of being able to hear, being able to uh, experience what they were experiencing or read what they were experiencing, how, how the words that he was speaking was burning on the inside of them. Um, and that word burn there is to ignite set on fire, be consumed with fire. Um, So let's look at um, the word now and what it will do is like a fire. Let's look at Romans 12.2, please. Romans 12.2. You know, when there's a a big fire, especially they experience them out in California a lot or where there's a lot of trees. And, of course, um, they don't really take care of all their (laughs) brush, underbrush. So it's just a lot of reason that things catch on fire. But, you know, when there's a big fire like that, have you ever been past one when it's burned and there's such a change in the region? Everything looks so different. Have you ever experienced that? where the region has changed because of a fire that vastly moved on. That's what happens to us when the word of God comes in and moves on our hearts and changes us. Amen. Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what the, what the will of God is, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And so the word of God transforms us. It's like a fire that comes in and transforms us. Amen comes in and transforms us, it changes us. It burns off the chaff. In Luke 3.17, we can see that. um talks about burning off the, the chaff. 3.17. Um, well, 16 said, John answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you with water. But one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay, verse 17, and his winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He's going to burn that up. I mean, if you want him to, right? It's still our choice if we want, if we want him to, if we want that to happen. So he'll burn up the debris and the chaff. The word of God will do that. It will cause that fire to get hotter and hotter. Like I was saying a little bit ago, it caused the word of God, along with worship, will cause the fire to get hot and it'll burn up the junk that's on the inside of you. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to know what that junk is, but you'll have to do something about confessing and being cleansed. Repent and be cleansed. Amen? Okay, so uh, John fifteen three. John fifteen three. So that John fifteen three, the fire purifies. God's word will cleanse you. God's word cleanses you. 
um, and you're already clean because of the word which he spoke to you. But then also we have to stay that way in First John, First Era, yeah, First John one nine, where we ask for forgiveness and cleansing. We receive that cleansing at the same time. We continue to do that over and over. Amen. Every time you miss it, every time you miss it, every time you need to repent, you receive the cleansing at the same time. Remember we talked about that a couple of weeks back. You receive that cleansing. If you look at the word, if you look at the word where Jesus um, was praying for people that needed to be healed, and and he also was having them be cleansed. He said, "Receive your cleansing. You are cleansed." Or he would use that word at the same time. Amen. So it's it's important that so that we get the junk off of us and we receive the cleansing, so that we don't do the same sin over and over. Amen. Okay. So. The word of God illuminates your path. And Psalms 119, and I would encourage you. I, I sat down the other night and read clear through Psalms 119. And it's a, it's one of your longer books. But I started reading and I decided I was going to underline every word, every word that had to do with the word. <laughs> it's almost everything, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost everything, everything. I mean, when you talk about testimonies, you talk about statutes, you talk about the law, you talk about commandments. I mean, you, you start, precepts is another one. Testimonies, you start underlining it, and it's just about everything, everything, amen? Just about everything. So anyway, the Word of God illuminates our path, and you'll find there's a lot that the Word of God does in this, but it's uh, Psalm 119, 105, please. 105, 119-105. I'm just going to give you that one because we'll we'll probably pick up this next, not next week. i got to remember I'm not here next week. (laughs) My daughter is a hiker. She likes to hike. (laughs) So we're going to keep up with her. Amen? (laughs) She's a biker, too. She can bike 100 miles in a day. So, you know, I'm going to do my best. (laughs) I'm not biking, though. Anywhere. (laughs) Anyway, the word... 105, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Amen? The word is a, is, is a light. And you know what? It illuminates. There's a scripture verse. We won't go to that. But there's, it illuminates your eyes. You can look at Ephesians 1.18 and see that our eyes are opened up. to The hope of the calling that he has for us. Our eyes are opened up. Our eyes are illumined, illuminated to what he has for us when we spend time reading his word. Amen? It's not... It's the word of God. You can read it. It's not there, but the illumination comes from here. The revelation comes from here. The wake up comes from here. Oh, I know what that means. I know how to work on that. See, the Holy Spirit here will help you understand it. He's, he's the, he's the teacher. Amen. Okay. Um, also let's look at Psalms. As long as we're in Psalms 119. Uh, verse 28, like I said, there's so much in, one, in 119, around the law, around the word, around life. Um, 119.28, my soul weeps because of grief. Strengthen me according to thy word. The word, that word there, <clears throat> when you embrace the word and you act on it, 
it will cause power to be released on the inside of you. Amen? When you act on it, you know, when you think about the dynamite that's on the inside of you, the only way to get that dynamite to explode is by setting it on fire. Right? It's by setting it on fire. Amen? Okay, so so we want that, that power to explode on the inside of us. And then uh, Psalms 119.50. 1850. And so the word of God is warmth and comfort. Like, like I was, I was telling, you know, when I had that word from the Lord about everything's going to be okay. And you know, it, it comforted me. It, it comforted me. It kept me. It kept me in a place of hope that everything was going to be okay. It kept me. And we can have that. We can have that that same thing, whatever situation you're in, see, God, the Holy Spirit on the inside of you wants to meet that need. Now, we can help facilitate that by worshiping, by reading the word, by praying in tongues. We can facilitate all of that by doing those things, but the Holy Spirit wants to let you know exactly what the need is. Amen? He'll know how, he'll know how to meet that need. He'll give the answer about the situation. If you're serious about finding out, do you want to know or do you like maybe walking around in your, in your sin or do you like walking around feeling depressed? Do you like walking around feeling sorry for yourself? Do you like walking around, um, um, woe is me, whatever, whatever you like walking around in, you're going to stay there unless you want to find out what God says to you about it. Amen. If you want out, you know the way. You know the way out? Worship, word, praying in your spirit, and and um, being in church, of course, but uh, fasting. You know, all of those, all of those. He's got the way out. Do you know he has done everything he can do for us in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ? I'd like to say he's done everything he can do for this country in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's up to the church to do their part, whether you're going to do it for yourself, for your family, for your your country, for your town, whatever you're going to do, it's going to be the church that's going to stand up and do it. I mean, I, 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 I hunger after knowing what God would, what more God wants me to do. You know, I'm, I just keep doing what I know to do. I, I believe there are more things coming. But, you know, if you if you want free from the bondages, he's made the way out through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. But you can choose to stay in bondage or you can choose life. I think we started there, didn't we? You can choose that. You know, I was sharing with somebody yesterday that you know that um, there's a number of people um, out of state that I, I counsel and work with. Some of them just, some of them heard from somebody else. And sometimes it's a one-time or a two-time prayer. And, and they're, they're free. And they praise God and they'll tell somebody else. And so, it, see, God wants to use the church. It doesn't matter. There's nothing holding the church back. Distance doesn't make any difference. When, you, when we stand here and we pray for our nation, 
I expect my prayers to knock down the junk that's going on there. I expect my prayers to uncover the junk that's going on there. Now, if you don't think that's happening, then I, I would start praying in the spirit more, more and more and more and more. So that you get a revelation. You don't, I don't have to stand in front of the Capitol building and command the bondage to come off of it. I don't have to do that. I can stand right here and pray and it will come off of that. It, it will, it will be dealt with. Amen. Amen. Or I don't have to get up in an airplane and fly above and deal with the strongholds above this city. I don't have to do that. I can stand right here and command the strongholds to come down in Jesus' name. Jesus is above any stronghold over this city. And you know, when we exalt the name of Jesus, I expect, I expect things to change. I expect people to come knocking on your door and saying, how do you, how do I get free from this? This, this is painful to me. Can, can you pray for healing for me? I expect that to happen to you people. Ask the Lord to set up divine appointments for you to pray and minister to people. So the Holy Spirit brings a, a, a warmth, a, a comfort. Verse 50 and 119. This is my comfort in my affliction that thy word has revived me. This is thy comfort. This is your comfort. In whatever is afflicting you, the word of God is going to bring life and hope and healing. He's going to revive you to a place where you're going to be able to have your fire so hot and so bright and so full of life that it will, it will, just like it, the sparks jumped over on my tree the other couple of weeks back, the sparks off of you is going to jump on somebody else. That's the same. That's kind of what I was just saying when I ministered one time and, and now several people are calling me to, for me to pray. And so those sparks of life that I had that I expressed jumped off on them and they want that. They want that life too. So that same life that you have on the inside of you because you've let your fire get hotter and hotter is they're going to want that too. Also, uh, the fire is, is melting and it can melt a hardness of heart. Hardness of heart. And there's a lot of people in the church that are, uh, unforgiving of hurts that's happened to them. Or they've hardened their heart. Well, God didn't do this. They've hardened their heart because something tragic happened to them in their life or someone passed in their life and they, they don't understand. Um, they don't understand that. God is good and the devil's evil. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to do that. God didn't do that. But what God did is he, he equipped us with everything we have to deal with him. Amen? We have everything to deal with him resident within us, everything that pertains to life and godliness. So the hardness of heart, you know, when you get born again, he removes that stony heart and he gives you a, a softer heart, I mean a new heart. And, and then what can happen is if we, if we blame God for different things that have gone on, or let's say we don't obey God, we get a hardness of heart, hardness, hardness. God tells you to stop doing this and you don't obey. The hardness of heart comes. Hardness of heart comes because we don't obey. We don't obey. So, so the, these, these ways that I'm, the word of God will melt that down. Praying in tongues will melt that down, cause you to be tender again in those areas and for you not to harden your heart against him. 
against him. God didn't do anything. God didn't do anything. Your choices are what did it. Amen? Your choices. You you can't blame God for anything. Nothing. He's done everything for us in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? God is so good. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for your life that's resident within us. Father, that life, that fire. Father, we want to be an example of that fire to people we come in contact with. We want to bring life and healing and wholeness to them. We, we want to um, be a, a display of your power, a display of your life and your hope, Father, for people that are hurting in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, right now that we ask you to set up divine appointments and to bring those people across our paths, Father, that have no hope or they have no, um, uh, they've, they've been hurt, they've not forgiven, they whatever the needs are, Father, we ask you to set them up on our behalf so that, Father, we can, we can set the captives free in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, I know, you don't have to tell me this later, I know that Jesus set the captives free, but we are anointed to do what he did. Amen. Not to die on the cross, but we're anointed. We're anointed to bring healing and deliverance and hope and, and, and change to people that are hurting.